0: Welcome back to Bandit Time. I am the Bandit. Let's get right to the show. It's week one and people are overreacting. That's okay. Don't get carried away though. I just want to focus on the Detroit Lions and their next six weeks or their next five weeks after their victory over the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football. So, from a fantasy football perspective, the first six weeks of the season are very important. It's about half of the fantasy regular season season. And you're really going to, you know, see people in your leagues start to overreact to week one, two, three, as they start out 0-1, 0-2, (laughs) 0-3, 1-2. They're going to want to make some changes. Maybe not right after week one, but they are going to want to make some changes soon. So Detroit, after they beat Kansas City, they have Seattle next week in week two at home. Week three, Atlanta Falcons at home. Week four, they travel to Green Bay. Week 5, back home versus Carolina and Bryce Young. And then week 6, they travel to Tampa Bay to face Baker Mayfield, maybe, and the Buccaneers. So, these next two weeks, they head home to play Seattle and Atlanta, and I expect the offense to put up points in both games. That's good. Really good insight there, Bandit. Good insight. Um, As we saw on Thursday night, you know... Basically, Detroit's offense, it runs through the sun god. It runs through Amon Ra St. Brown. But keep an eye on Sam Laporta in your fantasy leagues, as his five catches on five targets for 39 yards may not be all that impressive to some managers, but it's a very encouraging sign for his usage in the Lions' offensive game planning as far as the season early on. Turning our focus to just weeks four and five, though, the Lions return home to Green Bay before, we, you know... <laughs> The Lions head to Green Bay before returning home to play Carolina and I'm a little less enthused by the overall fantasy prospects of the Lions' ancillary fantasy pieces in those games. Essentially, one player to keep an eye on over the next two weeks is a player that has been a buzz on social media, beginning on Thursday with all the people who drafted him saying he should get more playing time, and that is Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs looked explosive against the Chiefs, but he received only nine touches to David Montgomery's 21 in a game where the Lions were expected to run a higher volume of offensive plays against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs. Next week against the Seahawks, I think it's going to be more of the same. And in week three against the Falcons, you know kind of the same deal. I expect the Lions will be able to run a high volume of plays against both teams as the Seahawks and Falcons are both teams that can have some offensive firepower and they have improved but still middle of the road defenses and so David Montgomery will again likely outtouch Jameer Gibbs. In weeks four and five though against the Packers and Panthers I do expect the Lions are going to go into those games thinking they may not be able to run as many plays given Green Bay and Carolina's solid defenses and their younger quarterbacks, which may lead to more of a ball control tempo overall, resulting in fewer offensive opportunities for the Lions. Because of this, the Lions may want to give Jameer Gibbs more of the running back, you know, more of those high-value running back touches against the Packers and Panthers in Weeks 4 and 5, whether that be in the red zone, near the goal line, or in two-minute drills, because he's far more efficient than David Montgomery. He just is, on a per-touch basis. You saw it in Week 1, and the Lions may not be afforded as many offensive snaps as they average here in Weeks 1 through 3. Against the Chiefs, Gibbs turned his nine touches into 60 yards, toting the rock seven times for 42 yards and reeling in two receptions for 18 yards, which was good for roughly 6.666 yards per touch. Montgomery, on the other hand, turned his 21 touches against the Chiefs, and they were all rushing attempts. Keep that in mind. He wasn't targeted in the receiving game. So he turned his 21 touches, his 21 carries, against the Chiefs into 74 yards, which stats out to a rather pedestrian 3.5 yards per attempt, and he did score a touchdown from a couple yards out when they got into the red zone there. Now here's where I want to take a step back from the stats and just, you know, focus on the game that we are playing, fantasy football, the leagues we are playing in, and the managers that you are playing against. Because after this week, as I mentioned up top, managers will either be 0-1 or 1-0. After next week, some will start 0-2. The week after that, 0-3. And those managers are going to be desperate to shake things up at that point, if not sooner. So I want you to pay close attention to the manager who rosters Jameer Gibbs in your leagues because what type of manager are they? Do they like to make trades? Are they impatient? Are they vocal? If so, you might want to start thinking about making offers for Jameer Gibbs as soon as next weekend. Especially if against the Seahawks, he's outtouched by David Montgomery once again and by a decent margin. And maybe even Gibbs sees fewer overall touches than Seahawks backs Kenneth Walker and or Zach Charbonnet, and they have better games than him on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the field. So he, again, looks like he's going to be sort of that 1B or 2 in the Detroit Lions offense versus the top 12 running back he was drafted to be. So I think it makes sense to start making offers for Jameer Gibbs before that Seahawks game. And then early on in the week, leading up to the Week 3 game, against Atlanta. Because even if those trades are rejected, at least the managers will have hopefully seen them and thought about them at at least a little bit, you know? Just get it in their mind a little bit. Uh, Just kind of put it in the back of their mind, just in case Gibbs doesn't perform up to par. Then, in Week 3, it's Bijan Robinson versus Jameer Gibbs. I mean, this is the dynasty manager's early matchup of the season. It's the marquee fantasy matchup of the first month of the season as far as these young run, rookie running backs. And again, there's a very good chance that Montgomery is used more often than Gibbs, as the Lions should be able to move the ball to run a shit ton of plays. And there's also a pretty solid chance that both Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier end the day with more fantasy points than Jameer Gibbs. Now, I do want to note before I get too far along in this hypothetical this you know good chance maybe all these sort of qualifying words here that uh, don't have a lot of weight to them necessarily Dan Campbell head coach of the Lions did say that Gibbs was going to have his touches managed a little bit prior to the Kansas City Chiefs game (coughs) and then after the game he basically said you know he will be more involved from here now that could be coach speak. Sorry about that, I had to take a drink. That could be coach speak, you know, just letting his guys know, letting the media know, letting the fantasy players know, letting the betters know, all sorts of things. But the fact of the matter is, to borrow a, a phrase from Matthew Barry, Gibbs was being drafted as a top 12 running back in most fantasy leagues right around the end of round three. And he was going even higher than that in best ball drafts and is definitely one of the more valued running backs in all of Dynasty fantasy football at the moment. So he's very, very present in fantasy players' mind. And what I'm focusing on is just redraft in this scenario. And, you know, despite tens of thousands of fantasy voices out there getting off their takes... There's still an edge to be had in fantasy, in redraft, specifically, if you're willing to be decisive, particularly early on, particularly when people are starting to get fed up and begin overreacting to, quote, small sample sizes. And I'm saying that because there will be a section of the data-driven fantasy community who will begin most of their Gibbs analysis by saying, it's a small sample, but, and so I'm not exactly counting on those guys. Um, I'm not exactly counting on them or their devotees to be all that decisive in moves to acquire Gibbs. There will also be the historical data set devotees that point to Gibbs being a sub 200 pound running back and how those types of backs have not been all that heavily used in the past and Gibbs was always destined to be a pass catching specialist a third down back that has no prayer of ever gaining the lion's share of the workload, of becoming a true bell cow, so on and so forth, yada yada yada. And then there will be the bandit, that's me. And I'll say, well duh, (laughs) the error of the bell cow running back is dead. Efficiency is king at the running back position. And Jameer Gibbs looks like he could be one of the most efficient players at the position in our fantasy football game, in our game. I'll say this because I have confidence in Lions offensive coordinator and play caller Ben Johnson, who is going to who is going to design his team's game plans based on the teams that the Lions are playing. And he's going to design specific plays for specific players to take advantage in those specific game environments. When you think about the best player callers in the game, the guys who get touted like a Brian Dayball, this is what they do. So... Jameer Gibbs may not be all that used in weeks one, two, and three, but I do expect him to tick up into weeks four and five as we roll the calendar over to October. So basically there may be a buy window here for you to go out and trade for Jameer Gibbs on the cheap uh, just in case this happens because as things currently stand, I think Jameer Gibbs is poised to be the most effective in games with a lower projected Vegas point total. And that's a big part of the process, looking at the point totals that, you know, the book the bookies are basically setting because that, their livelihood depends on it. And I think that basically those lower projected Vegas point totals and fewer projected overall offensive plays, at least here in the early part of the season, as we're sort of figuring out team strengths, weaknesses, who's contenders, whose pretenders. While the Lions are actually settling in and their players are getting their legs back under them as they adjust to the NFL game speed, I expect Gibbs to be less used than he will be against these, you know, slower, lower point total games. Because as you may have seen on Thursday night, Lions rookie safety Brian Branch, for instance, went down with a non-contact injury, and it was later revealed he was simply suffering from cramps. That's to be expected. You know, I mean starters are playing far more snaps than they were all spring and summer and the rookies are going into a season where they're Playing against the toughest competition of their life in longer games and in a longer season So I expect gibbs usage to increase down the stretch as we march towards the fantasy playoffs But if you're able to capitalize early on in the season Say after week after week three You may be able to get one of the most efficient young players in fantasy at a discount Say you can trade, and Dynasty players, just cover your ears here, okay? Because this is redraft. But say you can trade Alexander Madison or James Connor straight up for Jameer Gibbs after week three. That's a trade that may be possible. I mean, just depending on how the first few weeks here shake out, and a trade that, like that, you know, it would have caused an uproar in most redraft leagues if it had happened on Labor Day. But as the players get out there, as league managers start to see their records tick up or tick down, it's something that could be possible as, you know, a third going on a fourth of the season is going to be passing by and they're going to want to make a move to start, start trying to stack wins. And a guy like Alexander Madison, a guy like James Conner, is probably going to be a much, you know, more static, involved piece of that uh, of that game plan for their teams. And, you know, hell, I mean, maybe you could even do a two-for-two two trade, possibly sending David Montgomery for Jameer Gibbs, while also trading, say, Tyler Lockett for JSN. I mean, that would be a coup. Dynasty managers would be, you know, slapping you on the back because those are two of the best young players, two first round 2023 rookies, and they should perform very well down the stretch when you need to count on them for your fantasy playoffs. So who knows? I mean, just keep an eye on that Gibbs manager and their temperament over the next few weeks.